Welcome back, ladies and gents, the Muscle Intelligence Podcast Q&A edition with Ashley Van Houten. Ash, what's going down? Not much. I'm, I'm happy. The sun is shining. I have lots of questions to ask you. I'm, I'm excited to get going today. Yeah, so we're starting a new format this week, right? We're going to release the Q&As on Monday this week rather than Thursdays. And we're going to do that ongoing because... We want to make sure that everybody is starting the week right. We're going to be giving you guys habits of the week for you to lock in your greatest life. We're going to be giving workout tips. We're going to be giving brain optimization, body optimization, and really everything we can do to start you guys off on an amazing journey this week and every week from here on out. So super pumped about that. Yeah, I love it. I love the idea that we can kind of all come together around like hashtag Monday motivation. There's a reason why that exists, right? Like people want to have something to focus on and and work towards and having just like a format for like positivity and learning and progression every Monday. I love this idea. Yeah. As I'm building out my coaching platform, which is getting ready to, to relaunch, um, one of the things that I built in and I thought it was so important is this idea of habit stacking. And you know, many people are yeah, sometimes overwhelmed and burdened in their life with whatever success means. Like, oh, I'm having a hard time making forward progress. I'm having a hard time becoming the person I want to become or creating the life I want to live. And it's important to realize that it's not a destination, right? It's a journey. So introducing a weekly habit or a daily habit or whatever it is, something that will slowly and incrementally stack on your previous self and keep making you better and better and better and better. That's how you change your life, right? It's the ascension of the mountain. It's not just taking the helicopter ride to the top. And that's kind of what this is about. So, you know, I created a 30-day habit doc that I'll be giving away to everybody who wants it. So, you know, literally one habit a day for 30 days. You could, you could choose to do this however you like, right? I just happen to put 30 in a calendar so you guys could try something new every day or do one week, right? I really believe it takes time for these habits to stick, especially the harder ones. So, do one every 30 days, do one every every seven days, whatever happens to work for you, but you got to lock it in and make sure it's a high impact habit for you. And one thing, you know, I'll tell you some of the simple ones that I've done and I'd love to hear yours as well, like this, this simple act of drinking one liter of water as soon as I wake up, this simple act of flossing my teeth as soon as I wake up, right? And usually flossing the teeth comes first. These are habits that I've stacked. And then, you know, after both of those happen, then it's the 10 minutes of meditation, then it's the 10 minutes of breathing, then it's the 30, but there's 60 minutes of walking and I'm stacking those things, right? It's not like I'm doing five habits at once. I'm, I'm making one unconscious to where I feel like I just do it without thinking about it. And then I build on top of that. And I think that's such an important lesson for people to learn is, hey, like you can't change the world in one day, but you can certainly take one step in the right direction. What are your favorite daily habits that are kind of non-negotiables for you? Do you have any of those? Okay. So I have a 30-day habit calendar too. And each day is eat a different animal part. And it's very unpopular. No one Dash likes it. it. <laughs> no, I, I love, but I do love, and I just want to, before I get into mine, I do want to just like reiterate what you're saying about the stacking habits, because I think that's so important. And one of the things that another very smart coach and Canadian whom you have interviewed recently, James Fitzgerald, and we'll put that in the show notes so people can go back and listen to it, because that was one of the most exciting, excited I ever was to listen to one of your interviews, because I just think both of you are amazing and have so much to offer. But one of the things he speaks to a lot and his coaching is very similar to this. It's the stacking habit. So if he were, if he's working with a client and it's just about like nutrition or fixing body composition or something, he might work with a client for a month on like just getting rid of processed carbs in, at breakfast. 
And people can like go nuts over it because they're like, I, this isn't enough. Like, how is this going to change my life? Like, you should be giving me a whole different food plan and you should be giving me all these workouts. And it's like, that's not how people make lasting change. It's Never. not by going zero to 100. You have to do what you're saying is just kind of do it until it's a behavior, until it comes second nature. And it's not something you have to think about or work towards anymore. And then you stack another one and then you stack another one. And then a year later, look at the change you've made. And I think people need to like really internalize that a bit more because it's very important. Totally. And that's one of the arguments I always have with nutritionists, right? Every, every nutritionist you ask, or even maybe it's every trainer you ask, says, well, how do you get somebody in shape? Well, you got to put them in a little caloric deficit and you got to increase their output. I think that's absolute nonsense because it's not a sustainable change, right? You need to change one small thing that will make the biggest difference in their life. And for most people, it's not their diet. It's not even their training. It's usually they're stressed, right? The stress is contributing to inflammation, to cravings, to high levels of cortisol, to poor sleep, to poor energy. All these things are directly correlated with high levels of stress. So why are we going after some nutrition, putting them in a deficit and giving them more calories when both of the, or sorry, giving them more exercise, when both of those things are just contributing to more stress. It makes absolutely no sense to me. But the habit this week that I think is probably the most impactful one that anyone could do is remove victim words. So there's, there's five words that I identify or phrases that I identify as victim words. And I think everyone should get rid of these things. And this is going to be the habit of this week. And I want everyone to just pay attention to when you use these five victim phrases. And those are need to, have to, impossible, try, and can't. And those are the ones that are removed from my children's life. And, and I always call them on it. And it's just nonsense. I'll repeat those. Need to, have to, impossible, try, and can't. And all of those should be removed from our life and starting to pay attention to, you know, the words that we use is so powerful. And I love having people in my life who call me on my BS words, right? The words I use that are just taking away my power, right? In life, you're either a victim or you're, you're an owner, right? You're powerful or you're a victim. And if you're using victim words all the time and taking away your power and giving away your power, you just can't succeed. You're not going to be happy. You're not going to be fulfilled. So I think that may be the most important, powerful habit everyone should stick to this week. And check in with us next week and let us know how it went. Like one week, seven days, commit yourself. You know, if it's writing it on your hand, if it's putting an elastic band around your wrist, if it's, you know, I don't know, having Ashley yell at you in your phone every day. My favorite. We should actually say, we, we should record this for social media. We should make it a GIF. It should be like, you know. Me just berating you for using victim words. I think we should. <laughs> I love it. Well, I think, but I do think, like you said, just to, to add a little bit of accountability here, like for, for people who are following along and are trying to do some of these things with us to like tag you on social media. So tag at Muscle Intelligence Podcast, tag at BPAC Fitness, and let us know that you're doing it so that we can share it, so we can communicate with you guys, because otherwise we're just speaking into a vacuum. But if you tell us that you're listening and that you're trying, then we can do more and work harder and give you more information. But we need to know that people are are responding to this stuff. So that's important. But can I, can I just have like a proud BPAC mentorship moment right now with you? Sure. Okay. This just shows how in sync we are. This is why these weekly calls are like the best thing therapy I could ever have. This morning, I posted on social media about how, and it literally is the exact same phrasing. I was talking about like gratitude and not complaining about working out even when it's hard. Because I said, we 
don't have to work out. We get to work out and we should be grateful that our bodies can move and that we can do that and that we have the time and the ability to go to the gym and work hard and, and do things that are challenging. That's like one of the best gifts we can give ourselves in life. We don't have to work out. Stop saying you have to. You don't have to. You get to. And that's amazing. And we're so lucky. And I posted that this morning and now we're having this conversation. It just, it makes me really happy. I feel like I'm, I'm on the right trajectory, right? We're in sync. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it yeah. makes me so happy. All right. And so, okay. It, so that's the one for, for everything, right? Yeah, it stands for everything in life, right? It's, it's working out. It's, it's food. It's family. It's, it's really anything. You can learn to just switch that perspective and be grateful. I love it. And then another thing that I wanted to mention, because this is something we talked about offline, but part of this whole sort of exciting new movement that we're working on here with this is that along with the Monday Q&A, you're also putting out a newsletter and it's going to be weekly. And that's also going to be coming out sort of in conjunction with all of this too. So it's going to have a lot of additional resources and information and kind of, they're all going to feed into each other, right? So people should start watching out for that. Yeah. So, I mean, we've got so many cool things happening and, and so many people ask us to keep updated and they want to learn. They want to understand how to upgrade their body and their mind and, and every aspect of their life. So, one weekly newsletter going out likely on Fridays to summarize all of the amazing things that are going on in the week, the things that we're reading, the things that we're excited about, the things that we're learning, and maybe it's just a, a tip to help you you know, build your body or build your mind or overcome stress or optimize sleep or anything really that comes around this overarching um, belief too that we that we can and should be able to optimize our life and people can go on muscleintelligence.com to sign up to subscribe to the newsletter, right? Yeah. So if you go to muscleintelligence.com, there's going to be a place to put your, your email for the newsletter. Specifically, if you want to get the 30-day habit calendar, you can go to muscleintelligence.com slash podcast and it's there. There's also the 44 Success Principles, which is our most popular podcast to date yet, which is the one I did right after New Year's uh, by myself talking about my 44 Success Principles. You can get that in a document there as well. And uh, if you guys drop your email in there, we probably won't spam you or sell your email or anything like that. We're just going to give you the regular weekly emails. It's just free information. And it's just another way to kind of reach out and connect. And I have to say, like, I'm happy that you're doing this. And I think it's something that a lot of people are going to get a lot out of. And I, on a much smaller platform, like I have a weekly newsletter too. And it's been one of the most sort of fun and rewarding parts of the work that I do. Because for somebody who loves to communicate and share stuff with people and have people interact with you, like it just it's just another way for me to talk to people. And gotten a lot of value out of it. I hope that the people who are getting the newsletter to get a lot of value out of it. I think they do. But I'm, I really appreciate that you're kind of willing to take that extra step for people. Well, so what we'll do with yours, Ash, is we'll link to yours through mine. So if anyone who signs in through the Muscle Intelligence one, we'll be able to link through yours. At the bottom of the email, we'll make sure yours is linked in every week so people can connect with you as well. Sweet. It's basically the same, just a little bit less meditation, a little bit more beef liver, really. <laughs> That's all it is. It's the same thing. All right, sweet. Okay, so I have some questions. Questions I want to ask you now that actually kind of relate to some of this like habit stacking thing. And the first one is sort of a selfish question because you mentioned this a little bit about the like one of the easy, I guess, quote unquote, easy sort of steps you could take is this like drinking water first thing. And drinking water is like the hardest. I have overcome so many bad habits and built so many good ones, and I still cannot drink enough water in the day. Like, 
what is wrong with me? That's my question, Ben. What's wrong with me? (laughs) Honestly, it's just a habit like anything, right? It's really hard to get used to putting more water in your belly than you want to. And now here's the thing, right? Like I noticed this habit being extremely beneficial for performance. But as I've told you, I think in recent Q&As, there's people out there who are telling you not to drink water because deuterium is actually potentially way too negative for your health. So if you're not drinking a lot of water, I wouldn't, I wouldn't stress about it. But where it starts to become an issue is if you're an athlete or if you're performing, if you're creating a, t- a tremendous amount of oxidative stress in your body, then I believe you need a lot more water to kind of begin to flush these things out. It's the idea of improving your ability to excrete, right? You basically have three mechanisms of excretion. You have sweat and urine and stool. And uh, anytime you're trying to, uh, anytime you're burdening your body with a high amount of whether it be stress or toxins or inflammation, anything like that, you need to increase your, your excretion. Right, the the amount of excretion has to hopefully exceed the the intake of toxins. So, if you're in consuming a high amount of toxins, whether it be through diet or through the air, or increase or increasing the amount of oxidative stress in your body from exercise, well, then we need to increase our body's ability to excrete. So, it's sweating, getting in the sauna, it's making sure we're increasing the water, so we're urinating, it's increasing fiber potentially you know, through whether it be vegetables or or supplement to increase excretion through stool. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. I got to work on it because I feel like I'm good as gross as the sentence is. I feel like I'm good at excreting the the water, but (laughs) taking it in isn't so good. Like I've got my own sauna. I love to sweat. I love to run around and and get all of all the toxins out, but it's getting the water in so that that process happens more smoothly that I have a harder time with. Cause I just, I'm like, I'd rather drink coffee. You know, I'd rather drink like sparkling water. I know that's not ideal, but I got to, all right, well, I'm going to add that to my calendar, my personal calendar. And that's why I do it in batches, right? So I'll do a liter to a liter and a half as soon as I wake up. When you're hungry, most people are like, oh, I don't want to eat food or, or, you know, maybe you're really hungry. Well, that's a good time to have it because your belly's empty. And I'll also do a liter and a half, sometimes to two liters during my workout because that's another time where like water is extremely important. So I usually have about 500 mils before I train and then hundred or sorry, a liter and a half to two liters during a workout. Um, just because well, you're increasing so much oxidative stress and water itself is the best way to get a pump, right? If you don't have enough water, you have an issue. You may add some sodium in there as well, but those two times in and of themselves is is great. And then oftentimes, to be honest, I'll have a lot of water before bed, not because it's a particularly good idea, just because it tends to be when I'm hungry and I don't like to eat too late at night. So I have you know another liter and a half to two liters there and, and I'm kind of good, right? I don't need to drink a lot in between. Okay. All right. Speaking of drinking liquid and possible stress to your body, there's a question on social media about your thoughts on coffee and gut health. And I know you've talked a bit before, you're not like a coffee diehard, you like it, you drink it sometimes. But what are your thoughts in terms of like, people are always talking about like the potential benefits, the antioxidants and the performance benefits, but then there's like the stress and cortisol raising parts of it. Like, what are your thoughts on that in general? Well, I don't think coffee, as far as I know, has any negative effects on, on the gut itself. Where it does have negative effect is increasing sympathetic arousal. So if you're someone who's highly sympathetic, now, again, I've talked about this a million times, but yet I still hear people saying, hey, Ben, you're using words I don't know what you're talking about. So sympathetic is the autonomic nervous system, and you have a sympathetic and a parasympathetic branch. Sympathetic, think stress, S, stress. Parasympathetic is rest and digest. So if you're constantly stimulating your body with more stress, which is very, very typical in our society, you're going to have more of a sympathetic arousal than you do a parasympathetic arousal. And that's correlated with high amounts of 
cortisol, high amounts of muscular tension, low amounts of oxygen, brain fog, high inflammation, all these negative things that come with stress. So if you're someone who's chronically stressed to begin with and having more coffee will absolutely start to disrupt digestion. So the one thing I didn't uh, allude to there is the sympathetic nervous system is called your fight or flight nervous system and it shuts down digestion, right? It literally slows stomach emptying so that it can shunt more blood to the limbs for fight or flee, right? To fight or flee. So to fight or run away. So your digestion basically stops when you're at a high amount of sympathetic arousal. And that happens oftentimes when there's food in there, these things tend to sit in there for long periods of time. Bacteria can become overgrown and they the gut can start to become leaky. So that's the only scenario where I could see coffee contributing in some negative way to gut health. Can I just interject for one second though, really quick? What about the fact that coffee for most people is basically like, it's there's a laxative effect, right? Like a lot of people like drink coffee in the morning so they can go have their like morning poop before they go about their day. So how is that not affecting your gut in some way if it's like pushing stuff through immediately? Not to say that's a bad thing, but like it's it's gotta be doing something in there, right? Yeah, that's just an effect in your autonomic nervous system again, I think, right? So it's just, yeah, just in some way, again, I haven't even thought that through, but I'll, for the next time we do a podcast, I'll, I'll go take a look at why that happens. But for sure, like certainly going to increase motility maybe immediately. So, you know, what happens when people become really stressed? Like if I put a gun to your head, what happens to your, your bowel control? So it's a, a huge amount of sympathetic stress. Your body goes, I'm going to let everything go. So it's kind of a similar response, I think. So there's one more thing where I think coffee can be really negative to gut health. It's one of the most widely sprayed crops in the world, right? So tons of pesticides and really low quality coffee that's really highly roasted. So, okay, those two things together are going to cause inflammatory disaster in your GI tract. So making sure the quality of your coffee is good. Sorry, Dunkin' Donuts. Sorry, Starbucks. You're out, Ash. Yeah, I was going to say, you're, you're going to get super mad at me if you ever see me drinking like a McDonald's iced coffee, aren't you? <laughs> it tastes better <laughs> than be Starbucks. I'm just going to throw it out there for talking about shitty coffee. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm very much a coffee snob to where I usually won't drink coffee unless it's organic. Um, you know, I've maybe had a couple in the last couple of years that are not organic, but I'm very much a coffee snob. And if you're someone who likes coffee, you do notice a difference when you have really good quality, freshly roasted, freshly ground coffee versus like something that's pre-ground that's you know been sitting in, in, a, in a box or a bag somewhere for months and months at a time. Like I like to have my coffee, you know, within two weeks of roasting and within 15 minutes of grinding, right? So I always buy beans. I grind them in, a, in an all metal grinder. And I'm going to be, you know, easily using a Chemex or a French press right there. And then the water is not too hot. So you're not over steaming the water. You don't want to have the water to be too hot because it tends to make the, the coffee more acidic. Um, so I, I forget the exact temperature, but it's certainly uh, under the boiling point. And that just will produce the best coffee. And literally the, the GI effects from that are so much less. Like you're not going to, you know, poop your pants. You're not going to have to run to the toilet from really good quality uh, organic coffee prepared the right way. We should do a, we should do a podcast just on how to prepare coffee or how to prepare coffee. That would be really good. We should do that. We'll do that one in person because I think that would be a fun one to watch. Right. There's we'll so many different ways. Yeah. So I've got a really brilliant roaster, literally a block from where I am and they do such great coffee. So sometimes they invite me over for what's called a cupping and they'll bring in new beans and roast them in different ways and be like, Hey, let's try these and see which one you like. And do you like the dark roast or the light roast? And, uh, it's really fun to, to go and just explore your palate with these different types of coffee and see which one you land on. And, 
That's fun. That is a very cool idea. And that's, I mean, that's why I like cold brew because it's slower, yeah, you know, and no like with the, yeah, yeah, it's lower acidity, but it's also higher caffeine, which is not what I want. But the, I know, I noticed it just for taste, but I guess it's also probably better for you in the long run. And I think it's a good bar to set to like have coffee that doesn't make you poop your pants. I think that's a good, that's a good starting point. One more thing I want to add about coffee is I've had a ton of people message me lately about intelligence coffee and what it is. And it's just this coffee concoction that I've put together, which is collagen powder, uh, MCT powder, lion's mane, and alpha GPC. So four primary ingredients. And I put those into my coffee. I blend it. It's the most wonderful way to start your morning. Now, here's the catch. After traveling as much as I had, I felt like I was spoiled. Here's why. I've typically always used uh, MCT powder from kind of whomever, right? I'd go and buy MCT from this company, that company, and uh, never really had an attachment to where it was coming from. Uh, you know, sometimes I'd use um, Dave Asprey's M- Brain Octane, and that's great, uh, except I find that putting an oil into a, into a coffee is very different. It's a very different experience. So the coffee ends up being oily, whereas if you put a powder in, it's almost like more of a creamy experience. So I started switching to cream, and then I had a company – um, who I'll mention in a second, send me a, t- a bag uh, and individual packets of this MCT MCT powder. And I was like, oh, great. I, just, I kind of assumed it was like everybody else. They used it. And uh, you know, I think I had maybe 15 individual packages. And then I ran out and I went to the store and I bought a new one. And it was exact same ingredients, literally verbatim. It said MCT C8 pow- uh, oil plated on acacia fiber. So they have to have a fiber that attaches to it to make it um, solid, right? Rather than a liquid, both the exact ingredients on the label. And it was a completely different product. I have no idea why, but the product I am using that I think is amazing is Bubs. And you and I have talked about Bubs in the past. And uh, as of right now, I have no relationship with Bubs, right? We have, we've, we've extended uh, the olive leaf or the, the, you know, said hello and and created maybe a, a conversation, but no paid endorsement from Bubs at all. Uh, just a really, really great quality product. And after speaking with them a few weeks back, it's like, wow, these are great people too. So anyone out there who actually enjoys morning coffee and does put MCT in it, go to Bubs, bubsnaturals.com. I don't have a code for you or anything like that, but go there, buy your product, and I guarantee you won't be disappointed. And that made the biggest difference in my MCT intelligence coffee experience. I love it. You're going to have to put that recipe in upcoming newsletter as well because people do ask you about that one a lot. And yeah, Bubs, they are fantastic. I've been a huge fan of their company for years. I discovered them, I think, through maybe Paleo FX or something. I ended up writing a great story about them. Maybe we'll post that in your newsletter at some point. But they're a really transparent, really sincere company that they started from a philanthropic angle. And then basically, it was almost like a follow-up, like, oh, I guess we should offer a product too. And they did that instead of like, let's create a product and then just say we're giving some money away to charities so that people will like us. Like they really went kind of the other way, which is really quite unique, but they're a really legit company. So I'm glad that you're enjoying their products. I crush their collagen. I'm not so big on the MCT, but I use their collagen and everything. So why aren't you big on MCT? I think I always felt like, I guess I didn't really need it. Like I haven't really felt like I need it for the reasons that people normally take MCT. Like I have a bunch of it. I have a bunch of bubs in my supplement drawer and it's there if I need it. But I guess I just never really, I don't know. I guess I haven't really experimented with it. I haven't felt like I needed it when I have tried it. I haven't felt like, oh, I'm suddenly a superhuman now. I'm just like, eh, I don't know. I feel like I'm getting what I need for my diet. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's certainly brain fuel for me, but it's also a better coffee experience than having to add milk or our cream or almond milk, right? And that's 
kind of the best substitute for most people out there. Yeah, that's a fair point. Maybe I'll start trying MCT instead of cream, but I, I do like the cream in my coffee. So maybe I'll add that to my 30 my 30 day calendar too. It's like, get rid of the cream, try some MCT, see what happens. I'll make you a coffee and you'll never go back. All right. So I have one kind of bigger question that I want to get into, and this might take the rest of this, this Q&A today, but it was a question that was posed on social media and it was done really thoughtfully. And I think that it's something that a lot of people struggle with. And so I wanted to pose this question to you and we'll see what kind of conversation comes out of it. But it's from an individual who is feeling very frustrated because they're trying their best to improve their life in a lot of the ways that you talk about on the podcast and in other channels about ways to learn and habit build and just educate yourself to be the best version of you that you can be, right? And I think that a lot of us are people who are listening. They're listening for that reason. And we're all here on earth to try to just improve ourselves and be the best, happiest, healthiest versions of, of who we can be, right? But this person was frustrated because they found that some of the people in their immediate group, and this could be family, and this could also be friends, were not in the same place, which is okay. But in some ways, it was sort of actively dragging them down, or maybe frustrating them, or maybe upsetting them. And I guess the question was was sort of twofold. It was like, how do I help the people that I care about, even if they're not really in a place to be helped? And then the second part of that question is, how do I not let those people bring me down when I'm not in a situation where I can just like get them out of my life, right? Like if this is family that you love and you care about and they're going to be in your life and maybe for whatever reason, they're discouraging of you or they're complainers or they use this victim language that you talked about and they're really bringing you down. How do you navigate that when you can't just be like, all right, mom, well, you're out of my life forever. Like, what do you do? Again, uh, I'll offer perspective on this because I've gone through it. I'm going through it. And I think forever there will always be some level of pruning going on in life. And you know, one, one way to offer perspective was there's a man or a woman. It was a man in this question, in this. Uh, yeah. So here's perspective. Typical life expectancy of a man in this day and age is 78 years old. So subtract your current age from 78 years old. So I'm 38 minus 78. Let's say I've got 40 years left to live. And you multiply that by 365 days. How many days is that? Just over 12,000 days. I've got 12,000 days left to live. I don't want to waste one of those days on somebody who is in any way restricting me from optimizing and living that day to its fullest. And now I understand that sometimes that's your family. I understand that sometimes that people that are closest to you, but you cannot let people bring you down. You have to live your life. Do not be fearful of what they say, of what they do. Their words are not a reflection of you. They're a reflection of them. So do not ever let them hold you back. And if they have to leave, if they if they choose to not support, then it's okay. And when they see you living your greatest life, they will either come along or they won't. And that's okay too. You can't be left held down by these people. It's just a terrible, terrible place to live. And now I also suggest don't try to help them. Don't try to change them. As much as that's not intuitive for me to say that, you can't help somebody who doesn't want to be helped. What you suggest, what I suggest you do is you ask, would you like some help with that? Asking for their permission to help is an absolutely necessary part of gaining the their permission and them saying yes and them actually acknowledging that they want your help 
therefore they may be receptive to taking it. I do that in coaching. Obviously, would you like some coaching on that or would you like some guidance? And that stuff is so important. Getting their agreeance and their, yes, I'd like your help with this is the only way to get somebody to buy into what you're saying, what you're doing. So I get it. I'm going through some stuff and I've gone through some stuff over the last three years where you just have to prune away these people. You know, For me, it started at 27 years old and I made a decision that I wasn't going to talk to certain people. And it sucks at first. There's going to be pain, right? There's going to be discomfort because it, you're going outside of your comfort zone. But there's so much beauty and light on the other side of that pain. And most people are too afraid to go through that pain to experience the beauty on the other side. Uh, but hopefully you can be strong enough and, and uh, just remove it. And if it happens to be your spouse, all you can do is work diligently to be your best self. And if they won't come along for the ride, you cannot take their hand and insist. You just have to say, when you're ready, I'm here and I'd love to help you. And that's it. And as they see you thriving, hopefully they see they come along. And, and to be honest, I've got some people very close to me who just don't want to change. You know, they, they just have no desire right now. And you can't, you can't do anything about it. Yeah. And I mean, like you said, it's changing, even when it's for the better, can be scarier than staying in the misery that you're used to. And everybody knows that. Everybody has somebody in their life that prefers to be a victim or a martyr because as unpleasant as it is, it's something that they're familiar with and they're comfortable with. And I think the only thing that I would add to what you said, because it was really well said, is that the frustration that you feel and the upset and the hurt that you feel when there's someone that you love who doesn't want to get better, one of the things you have to do in addition to not trying to kill yourself to change somebody who doesn't want to change is spend some internal, some self-reflection time trying to understand why you feel the way you feel about that situation. So like, for example, I have somebody in my life that has spent a lot of time in this sort of victim role and just always wanted to be negative and always wanted to complain. And every time I got on the phone with this person, I had to steal myself knowing that it was just going to be this onslaught of like negativity and unhappiness and all this stuff. And I'd feel this frustration and like my heart, I just wanted to to fix them and shake them and say, just snap out of it. Like stop being such an asshole. Like just be, you can do, you can change your life. And instead what I had to do, and this took a really long time to get there, is I had to like sit with myself and, and think about, if this person never changes, how do I become okay with that? Like, am I going to let that ruin my life every time I talk to this person or think about this person? Like, there's some work that I have to do to be okay with the fact that I can't fix everybody or I can't help everybody, you know? So always kind of look back internally and how you can, how you, you can only do what you can do and only react yourself to like what's happening outside. So I think just kind of doing a little bit of that introspection instead of like that wanting to push out and fix, like think about internally what you can do to change how you feel about the situation too. That's beautiful. That's so important. And, and you're absolutely right about the idea of your beliefs and expectations around what a great life is or what life should be may not be the same as theirs, right? They may not have the same worldview as you. They may not have the same aspirations as you. They may not have the same beliefs, period, or the same values. Maybe you value very different things. So how can you say that, hey, you need to come along from this ride with me and this is where I want to go and this is where you should come to? This just doesn't make sense. So if your values don't line up and your, your beliefs don't line up, well, there's a strong likelihood that this person's not going to be in your life for long. And if you are attached to having them in your life, well, you're going to experience pain because you're not going to live your, out your true essence, right? So it's, it's so important to become comfortable with your values and your beliefs 
and live into that. Like, this is what my dream life looks like. And this is what I need to create for me. And if you're not willing to come along on that ride, that's okay. Like, I'm not going to be angry with you. I'm going to wish you love. I'm going to wish you happiness. But I'm going to be over here finding my bliss because as a human being, oh, you're just here to, to help the world become a better place and to find what makes you totally fulfilled so that you can help other people find their happiness and fulfillment, right? That's ultimately, I think that's what it's about. And if someone's not willing to or, or not going to the same place you are, it's not a bad thing. It's not a problem. It's just the reality. So don't judge it and let them move on just like you do. Yeah. We don't all want to go to the same place because it would get crowded there. So it's good that there's different places that people want to want to go, right? Like you said, though, I mean, it is painful. Like there's no one said that this was easy and navigating relationships and navigating, getting very clear about what you want in life and then going after it. That's not easy at all. And it actually, in a lot of cases, involves a lot of pain and extricating yourself from situations that it's really, really painful and tough. But that's what life is. Life isn't you know, just a series of easy, breezy events or else it'd be pretty boring. Yeah. I think this is a great time to point to a post I made this week on social media, on Instagram. And it's literally just a repost I made from Mr. Rogers, Fred Rogers. And it's funny because I never, never grew up watching this guy. I didn't know really who he was, but watching this video, I was like, gosh, this guy was so wise beyond his time. And the video, to paraphrase, was basically this idea that it seems as though we're all aggressively pursuing intelligence and wisdom and knowledge at the avoidance, perhaps, of stillness and silence. And most people, and I'm very guilty of this at times, uh, neglecting the necessity of stillness and silence in learning to understand you, right? Learning to understand your essence. And this is why this is a good segue. It's like, if you want to understand what your bliss is, where your happiness lies, the key lies within stillness and uh, silence and being alone. And I highly suggest that every human being take at least 30 minutes, ideally 60 minutes every single day to be by yourself and be silent. No phone, no podcast, no books, no TV, be by yourself and allow your brain to go where it wants to go. And at first it may be painful. At first it's going to, you're going to have monkey mind or, or squirrel brain, right? But eventually you get to the point where you'll start to uncover these, these realizations and awarenesses around who you are and what you want, what makes you happy and what doesn't make you happy. Because within that silence, you'll see your fears, you'll see your anxieties and you'll go, that's something I need to get rid of. That's something I need to deal with. And, and they'll start all coming to the surface. And eventually once you've dealt with all those fears and anxieties and inadequacies on the other side of those is where your bliss and your joy and your fulfillment lies, right? So face those fears, face those anxieties that come up in silence because without facing them, they will never go away. It's like sweeping them under the carpet, right? As Jordan Peterson says, if you sweep these little things under the carpet, eventually they're not so little and that's important. So grateful for these conversations, Ben. Seriously, as you're talking, I swear my like rabbit heart is just like, calming as you're talking. I'm like, ah, oh, everything's going to be okay. Okay. I feel better about things. It makes me so happy. I'm so, I'm so glad we get to have these conversations every week. Likewise, Ash. Thank you. Do you, have you seen the, the recent documentary about Mr. Rogers? I think it came out like last year. 
I have not, yeah, um, you don't watch but I will. Of, you don't watch a lot of TV I, or movies. I don't watch that's a good one. <laughs> no, that's the one you'd want to watch. I actually saw it in theaters. There's like this little, one of those, what are they called? Like the theaters that only plays like independent films. And I went and watched this and it's just, it's it's incredible. Like the guy is really a unique, singular human being, as you alluded to. And I think it's one you'd, you'd want to check out. You should put that on your list. I definitely will. I mean, it's really hard what you just said there, like to be a unique, singular human being, to use your term, like to be someone who stands alone, completely happy and fulfilled with who I am. What a powerful thing, yet what a scary thing, isn't it? Like, I'm going to be alone and be by myself, and I'm not sure if anyone's going to think the same way I do, and I'm not sure if anyone's going to care about me and love me and accept me for who I am. Absolutely. But I'm going to be absolutely fulfilled, and I'm going to give other people permission to do the same. But what what a scary place potentially to be, but I bet it's so fulfilling when you finally find it and find that there are people who will love you and accept you for that. Isn't it funny, though, how we all sort of have that fear, and we feel alone in that fear? when everyone literally has that same fear. Like if I was really truly myself, would anybody still like me? Like, would I be okay? Would would I still have friends and people who love me? Like we all think that and we feel so alone in it, even though we're all in the same place thinking the same thing. It's crazy. Yeah, I think it's born into our nature, right? As, as you have to be accepted into the tribe, otherwise you would die. So I think it's born into our unconscious minds. <sighs> It's intense. Okay. Well, luckily we've got the muscle intelligence tribe that we're all kind of, at least in general terms, we're sort of all on the same trajectory in terms of what we're trying to learn and do and and get better at within ourselves. So we've got this community, right? And people can can say what they think and what they feel and we can talk about it. Maybe you and I will make fun of each other a little bit, but it's always lighthearted generally online. Right. Yes. Okay. Of course. And yeah, I mean, <laughs> silly. Of course. Yeah. It's so amazing to be able to travel the world now and meet people who are on a parallel path to us, Ash. This, these people who actually are great human beings who are on this path to loving their life and accepting themselves and giving love and being just wonderful contributors to society. I think is. Gosh, it's amazing. And with this underlying tone of, yes, I'm still going to be strong. Yes, I'm still going to you know, be healthy, but I'm also going to be a great person. I think that is such an awesome thing that uh, I get to, you know, I'm so blessed to get to experience people around the world. And after London, the health optimization, the Manchester and Iceland, there's a lot more coming in 2020. We just announced a number of camps with the Good Life Fitness Company in Canada, That's which awesome. I'll be doing a custom, yeah, custom camps for in Canada. And I've already got like a huge number of people asking if I'm going to do them other places that aren't for Good Life. And the answer is yes. Um, that that schedule will be out soon, and I guess we'll be announcing that through the the uh, weekly um, newsletter as well, the email newsletter. Got to shout out Good Life for like really being smart and picking some awesome people to collaborate with. Like you think of Good Life as being just sort of like Canada's Globo Gym, which is fine. Like they're everywhere and they're convenient <laughs> and it's great. But think about right. it. Like the last year, they've got Jordan Shallow, they've got you. Like people are going to start getting like super jacked at Good Life, and everyone's going to be like, "What's going on?" And it's because you guys are doing stuff with them now. Totally. I love the fact that they're stepping up, right? Like they're, they're trying to separate themselves because there is a ton of noise there, right? There's a ton of companies just like, hey, we're all the big box and we're all great and everybody's the best trainer. Okay, but Good Life's actually stepping up and going, hey, we're hiring the best guys in the world, bringing them in to teach our coaches how to understand this stuff. So the stuff I'm teaching there actually, believe it or not, isn't even muscle building. Like I'm teaching everything else, right? So everyone in this fitness space tends to focus on two things. They focus on training, they focus on nutrition 
function. Well, what about all those other things that go into building a great physique? And that's, you know, stress and sleep and, and mindset and environment. And yes, there's some topic, a little bit of talk around training and nutrition, but not even from a perspective of like what I call the X's and the O's. It's just like, hey, what happens in the gym? That's great. That's different. Um, but let's let's figure out how to optimize every other aspect of your life that's contributing to this internal reality that we all have, you know, mind and nervous system and how our body is kind of sensing the environment. And so, yeah, and then obviously telling it to coaches. So there's going to be a lot about the client experience and delivering that for a client, which is a whole different game altogether. Good job. Good life. Okay. And before I let you go here today, I'm very excited because I am going to be coming to Tampa and going to the Mecca for muscle building for the first time ever, your gym in Tampa. I'm so excited in November. And you've got a muscle camp. Is there, maybe I shouldn't be mentioning this online if there's no space, but is there still space for that? I think there's still a couple spots, November 8th, 9th, and 10th. Um, we honestly don't really do a lot of promotion of it typically because it does sell out pretty quickly. But November 8th, 9th, and 10th, three days going deep into everything to do with muscle building and a lot of things that happen outside of muscle building, like I say. Um, and it's just kind of a cool experience to connect with this tribe of amazing human beings in a badass gym and working really, really hard for three days. And Ashley's going to be there. I am and so we'll- excited. I am going to spam the internet with videos. Like I am going to be all over. <laughs> Over Instagram when I'm at the gym there. I'm so excited. Awesome. Well, yeah, it'll be fun. It's it's certainly fun for me to teach it. And my, my team here at the gym is amazing. So it's usually just a great week. And, and, and the objective, and it sounds a bit cliche and, and taboo, but the objective is like a life-changing experience for everybody. And I, like I say, very cliche, but because we keep the group so small, I'm going to get into your life in some way and understand what that one or two things are that will really shift your life or shift your body composition or shift your stress or whatever. I'm going to ask questions and it may be private. It may be in the group, um, but I'm going to dig in and be like, Hey, that's your, your blind spot. Go fix that. And if you fix that, everything else starts to fall into place. And that's really the objective is to keep the group small so we can have one-on-one interactions as well as giving you, you know, an amazing education over three days. It's going to be a lot of one-on-one interaction. So it's super fun for me. Awesome. Stay tuned for a future Q and a where Ben highlights all of my new found blind spots for everyone to see done we're doing that for sure thanks ben. i'm gonna do that one by myself actually can't you can't hear that one <laughs> uh thanks ben this has been awesome thanks ash i appreciate you anyone that we want to shout out to today well you shouted out bubs which is awesome and i think that's it i mean i think we're good for today i think that we've given enough love today it's a lot. Well, I'd like to shout out the Muscle Maven because she's badass. And we get more positive feedback on you being on the podcast than we do getting on me, me being on the podcast. So no I think deal. there's something going on here. I think there's something going on here, Ash. I'm not so sure. I might be out of a job here. I'm, I'm but, starting uh, a campaign. But when, I'm, I, when I get like two more inches to my quads, I think I'm going to try to take over, but I'm working on it. So give me a few months. All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate you very much and look forward to chatting again soon as always. Everybody have a happy Monday. Thank you so much for tuning into Muscle Intelligence. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it with at least one person you know. Make sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. 
This podcast is for information purposes only. The statements and views on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Ben Pikulski and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements or advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest and products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.